morning, Laguna Beach. This is Craig and Rainbow Radio. We hope you're having a fabulous Saturday morning here. Um, it's up with 70 degrees on the way in, and today it's going to be a blistering, uh, what is the weather? 74. How about that? <laughs> so, no, we're good here. 74, and if one look at the weather, which I always like to do first off, first thing in the morning, is uh, it's 74, and Saturday, well, and tonight it will be a chilling 67 degrees. So, but just uh, like everyone likes to know for the next week, it's uh, going to be mostly sunny uh, through Tuesday. And then from Wednesday through to next weekend, it's going to be partly cloudy every day with temperatures around 75. So we're in good, good weather time of the year. Today it says sunshine and clouds mixed high 74 wind southwest to five and five to 10 miles an hour. So enough of a little breeze to keep you calm. And so um, lots going on here in uh, news and commentary as, as I am happy to be back again this week. I know I met some my, of my followers out there this last week, and um, that was very interesting. Um, it uh, It's always good to know that there's people out there <laughs> listening and, and sharing um, that I can share my news with and, and some commentary and they seem to appreciate it. And that makes it all worth it because, because, well, that's what makes it all worth it. <laughs> Simply put, <laughs> can't go, can't go any better than that. So thank you out there, everyone for uh, tuning in every Saturday on KXFM. We also have a new sponsor this week. We, um, well, it's kind of new, but semi not <laughs> Mike Johnson has been our sponsor for the last, uh, what, three or four years. And he's from Compass Realty, but Compass Realty now has, uh, we now have another sponsor from Compass Realty, and that's Chris Tibbet. And we we love you, Chris. I see that you have an event tomorrow, tomorrow in Laguna Beach at the festival. Uh, it's music uh, in the park at Festival of Arts. And tomorrow it's a Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to say that, <laughs> reggae. And it, that looks fun. It, it's, it starts at 1 p.m. Uh, tomorrow to 2.30. So um, and let's, let's say it's ad, ad, admission, general admission is $15. But if you're a local resident, I believe it's free. Yeah, Laguna Beach residents free, free festival admission. Tables and chairs are provided at no cost on a first-come basis. No blankets or beach chairs are allowed on the grounds. Bring your own snacks and beverages in one cooler or basket that can fit under the chair. Alcohol is allowed, must be 21 or older. All bags will be searched prior to entry to the grounds. So um, make your pl plan your day for tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, what you can do, my favorite, favorite thing, go to Saturday Market and buy your provisions for your festival tomorrow uh, at uh, in the Festival of Arts grounds. And again, it's a Caribbean or Caribbean reggae. And I love reggae. It's very easy to listen to and has a nice beat. And I can see sitting in the in the garden there at uh, the Festival of Arts and uh, enjoying a little uh, reggae. Sounds good to me. Even if you had to pay $15, it's, <laughs> that's a bargain. <laughs> and check out the, what's going on in the whole facility there. 
Yes. And as you know, KXFM this year is going to be working with the Chamber of Commerce and we will be involved in the Taste of Laguna again this year. Uh, there's lots of details on the Chamber website as well as on uh, KXFM 104.7. So absolutely. So let's just, um, well, first of all, I should say that Laguna Beach Pride, we had a picnic, uh, if you missed it, at Heisler Park uh, just a week ago today. Yeah, we could go today. And it, it went re really nicely. We had so many new people. Lots of ladies were there, which was a nice, refreshing uh, event. And uh, some dogs, doggies. And <laughs> and we're still considering the, the uh, uh, what we call it, uh, yappy hour, like the Ritz-Carlton. I, I think I said last week we're going to plagiarize what the Ritz Carlton has done for success. They have a yappy hour on their South lawn. I think it's like once a month in the summer months. So we thought that uh, there should be a rainbow yappy hour in uh, Laguna beach, because after all, we are the rainbow in the, in the community. <laughs> so we're, we're probably thinking about that for maybe September, um, maybe late September, maybe late August. I don't know. Uh, we do have events in August and we do have events in September. So we don't want to overload the team as it were of being three, uh, Laguna beach, 365 every day, every place, everywhere. It's an arduous task, but we're doing our best. We're doing our best to bring back, uh, commerce. Uh, actually the mantra is, um, building diversity, uh, through commerce and unity. So that's what we're doing, Laguna Beach Pride. Uh, what else can I tell you about Laguna Beach Pride? Uh, the next event is going to be West Street Beach uh, kind of gathering. We can't make it an official gathering because uh, uh, that's that's a whole different affair. So we're just uh, it's going to be just uh, get together at the beach, bring your bring all your own stuff. <laughs> if if we bring other stuff, then it, then it's considered an event, and there's a lot, whole lot more that goes with it, but. It's gay there every day, so we're just going to do our best to encourage it to be even more such as we move along. So that's the dealio. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, what else can I say? Uh, though, yeah, then in um, the big event for Laguna Beach Pride is going to be in September, at September 11th, and that's at 7 Degrees in the Canyon on the deck upstairs under the stars. It's a beautiful setting and it's going to start from five to 11. Uh, and uh, I think tickets are, yeah, pre-tickets are on sale right now for $25 a ticket and $30 at the door. So it's a big event. There's going to be a lot of special effects, a lot of great entertainment, uh, DJs and uh, entertainers. And as we get closer, we'll have those details um, available on all this information available on um the website for lagunabeachpride.org. It's just lagunabeachpride.org. We'll get you all the details. And and while you're there, you can leave your email and we will email them to you and keep you alert if that's uh, helps you out. So that's the dealio. Lots of dealios today. So let's let's start with Wyoming in the news. I just can't believe this. I mean, um, okay. <laughs> It's in the news, but it's not uh, on this day in history, which will, will happen soon here. I got a bunch of this day in history, but um, let's, I just got to get to this first article in the news. And so hold on to your seats. It's not very pleasant. You know, uh, what they say, hate is not a family value. You know, hate is something that's learned, which is really, um, when you think about it, is really disappointing because uh, I would rather that you learn love, nurture love, share love. Um, and if you want to get real religious, I think that was really what Jesus was all about, you know, share the love and, and love your neighbor. So I believe in love as a family value and hate as a non family value, if you will. And I'm unanimous in that. Meanwhile, in a bar in, what is the name of this bar? I it's in here. Oh, the Eagle's nest. Sounds like a gay bar, doesn't it? Well, it's not. A bar in Wyoming is facing criticism after selling T-shirts that appear to advocate for violence against LGBTQ people. 
The Eagle's Nest in Cheyenne sold. This is not funny. I don't know what I'm laughing about. So sold shirts in Wyoming. In Wyoming, we that said, in Wyoming, we have a cure for AIDS. We shoot effing faggots. And there's a mean-looking person on the T-shirt with a gun pointed towards the viewer. According to local news outlets, the statewide advocacy group. Oh, that's one who pointed it out. The shirt also includes an image of a man with a pistol that's aimed at the viewer. The bar's owner, Raymond Rozuik, has not returned a request for comment, but he told the Cheyenne Post on Monday that the shirts are sold out and doesn't plan to sell anymore. Well, isn't that nice? He, he's going to sell them in the back parking lot. No, no, I'm sorry. He added that he is in the bar business, not the apparel business. Then why are you selling T-shirts? Especially uh, Wyoming Equality and LGBTQ advocacy groups shared a photo of one of the shirts in a Facebook post Saturday with the profanity and the homophobic slur covered. We are sad to say that we failed to convince the local bar to pull these shirts from circulation. The post read, we had hoped that they would choose to stop selling them when they realized the harm that it did to the LGBTQ community and those living with AIDS. Wyoming Family, uh, Wyoming Equality did not share the same business, uh, the name of the business, saying we do not want them to gain notoriety, sell more shirts off the pain of, of our community. Rather, the group asked people to support uh, its work by donating uh, and and to consider supporting nonprofit organizations such as Wyoming AIDS Assistance. The article goes on while uh, one of Wyoming's equality followers commented that the Facebook posts and suggested that the contact uh, that they contact the alcohol distribute distributors to see if they are okay with working with an establishment selling these type of items. The organization responded, "Our friends at the Human." Rights campaign are helping us with this. HRC, the community's largest LGBTQ advocacy group, did not immediately return a request for comment. Uh, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon, a Republican, condemned the shirts. A Republican condemned the shirts in a statement to the Casper Star Tribune. I, I hope. I mean, I mean, it's advoc it's advocating killing someone. I just thought we were so far beyond that here. It's incredibly disheartening to learn that any business would offer a product for sale with a message like this, he said. This hurtful rhetoric is not reflective of the state's values and does nothing to promote uh, hate, but promote hate and division. And, and hold on, there's more. <laughs> um, sadly, well, I don't really know. Cheyenne's Eagle's Nest is located in uh, less than an hour from Laramie, where gay University Wyoming student Matthew Shepard died after being brutally beaten in 1998, sparking nationwide protests and vigils. Shepard's murder was a catalyst for the federal Matthew Shepard James R. Or James Baird Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, which President Barack Obama signed into law in 2009. The measure provides funding to state, local, and uh, tribal jurisdictions to help them investigate, prosecute crimes motivated by bias against a particular race, religion, sexual orientation, or gender identity, among other protected classes. So I hope some of that money is available to track down. Uh, well, anyway, that's the disc. The, the, uh, I saw that late last night as I was preparing, as I usually do. And I thought, oh, man. Now, um, before I get to the good news, I got one more bad news. A gay couple on vacation is brutally attacked and uh, as a crowd watched and jeered. Two gay men vacationing on the French island of Corsica were brutally attacked by a group of up to 20 men uh, while a large crowd gathered and watched but did nothing to stop the brutal assault. The two men identified only as Michael and Benoit, Benoit told the French language gay publication to two I guess that means and you, uh, via email. They had gone out for a night on the town with Benoit's brothers, brother, sister, and sister-in-law when they were confronted on the dance floor by a group of homophobic teens and young men who took exception to the couple of men dancing together. The young group of teenagers, age 15 to 20, laughed at us and insulted us as queers, Mikhail told Tattoo. 
adding that one of these shows me a picture of someone pissing. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that word on a rainbow flag. I stay very calm and tell him that I and myself am gay. At the moment, he takes out his cross and tells me that it's against nature. And it goes on, and it's pretty bad. And they get out in the parking lot, and he hides between two cars to try and protect himself. And finally, his in-laws hear about it because they were busy. They didn't know what was going on. And they come out and protect them. And um, I, you know, I just find this is in... um, Government officials in Corsica made it clear they would not stand for such hatred, while the locals who gathered to watch but did not stop the attack may have viewed the assault as entertainment. The perfect of hot corse expressed uh, his disgust and anger and promised accountability for the hateful and homophobic predators. I hope so. I hope so. Hmm. All right. So enough of that. Um, God, here's another one. <laughs> oh, um, Guiana or Guion. It's confusing. There's a Guyana in uh, South America, and there's a Guyon, which is in uh, on the east side of Africa on the Atlantic Ocean. And then there's Guianans, which live in Guyan, not in Guyana. So if that isn't confusing enough, anyway, for some time I've been kind of following what's been going on in Guyan, which is a population of about 33 million. It's a country that borders uh, the Atlantic, uh, kind of facing south, but it's located um, so close to the uh, equator that it's... uh, the largest population, actually, it's the eighth, eighth largest country um, in Africa, and um, I believe it was Africa. Or was it in the in the world? I, now I'm now I'm doubting my <laughs> my word. I'll have to look it up. But I, anyway, it's very thirty three million. Let's just say that, and. Um, they have a lot of issues. It was uh, a British colony at one point, and it got uh, left. Uh, they got their um, freedom, I think, in 51, and a few, three years later, no, 49, 48, 49, and 51, they became a, a lead country, but it's been gone back and forth between a military popular uh, regime to a non-military regimes. And so politically, they've been back and forth. and um, they do have a constitution and they are very anti-gay. Uh, so um, there is an organization of people there that under the law, they can uh, assist those that are being marginalized uh, and persecuted with um, legal uh, advice and uh, support, which is perfectly legal. You can represent anyone in a court of law in, according to the constitution. But what happened in their efforts to do this after many years is what is newsworthy and sad. Um, Arrested, abused, and accused, a wave of repression targets LGBTQ Guyanans. All I wanted to do was help vulnerable people, said Sean Apong, tears streaking down his face from behind the bars of a squalid police cell in Ho City in eastern Guyana. Ghana. It's Ghana. Sorry. Apong was one of the 21st people arrested, of the 21 people arrested early June, charged with unlawful assembly, assembly and accused of spreading LGBTQ plus agenda amid a marked and sudden increase in sensitive sensitivities around the rights of advocacy gay and queer people in the West African country. For years, Apong, not his real name, had held training sessions for paralegals, activists, and care workers on how to support vulnerable groups. We have never, we were never afraid to conduct the training because we weren't breaking the law, he said. Well, that all came to a quick, quick end. And I, uh, there's, if you want to read about it, there's a great article about it in, um, what, oh, in The Guardian, which is a, um, 
rights and freedoms um, publication uh, that's um, very well known. Um, in these extraordinary times, millions rely on The Guardian for high-impact independent journalism. That's what they're all about. The accused were, per, uh, so this, I wanted to go a little bit further into this. The accused were repeatedly denied bail for three weeks before being released at the end of June pending trial. Many, including the Pong, are now spending their freedom in secret safe houses outside the city. With each week, the toll of the ongoing case mounts under the glare of, the na of national attention. So I hope this works out. And there's, um, there's some pictures of people and the lawmakers that are involved in this and, and what they're trying to do to intimidate, um, they're trying to intimidate the legal aspect of it, which is quite honestly, if we didn't have the constitution and the legal aspect of it here in the United States uh, and um, gay attitudes was left to public opinion early on, certainly not now, certainly not in this neighborhood, um, uh, would be a much different situation. So. I've tried to find out how uh, we could support them. What, why don't we take on a sister city that has issues instead of a, a sister city where we share all the warm and fuzzy stuff and support it? So they have uh, T-shirts called LGBT plus rights Guiana, born free and equal. I love it. It's a, a very attractive T-shirt. I'm trying to find out if they're available and if they can be purchased to support uh, the freedoms to be yourself and honest with yourself and your friends and your family in a country that doesn't exactly promote that such a behavior, such behavior. Um, and then I found this other article, which um, it's 15 historical examples of LGBTQ culture around the world. You might not have known about now. This is interesting because lately there's been a bit of a stir and a brew about uh, Native Americans and how they've um, uh, they the gay person in that uh, in their culture was very well accepted. Uh, I think similarly, like the Hawaiian people, uh, the gay person in that culture was very well accepted. So, uh, I what I want to do is um, read to you what <laughs> someone decided. Well, I'm going to investigate this. So this is. Contrary to what the right wing, well, that's what it says. I'm just reading, likes to say a LGBTQ culture is far from recent or West, a Western phenomenon. Homosexuality today is intrinsically uh, tangled in the Euro-American history of ideas and cultural traditions, but fluidly, fluidity, <laughs> fluidity uh, engenders sexuality and the performance of sexuality performance of such roles is evident in many different cultures around the world, particularly before Christianity and the Western influence spread and um, the monarchy of the British government. So how about this for number one on the list of examples, non-binary Vikings, Vikings, mind you, <laughs> Viking in imagery in contemporary culture is heavily associated with stereotypes surrounding masculinity, long-haired, heavy must muscled warriors are used to sell everything from beer to sports while gender boundaries were rigidly policed as in any as in any raider society these borders were more permeable than people might may think the vikings were certainly familiar with what would uh, today be called queer identities says neil price a historian specializing in the viking age um at a viking age at a Viking age tomb in Sweden, a male bodied person was unearthed, buried in a Sami settlement, uh, according to Sami rituals, but attired in conventional Sami men's weapons and tools over a Nordic woman's linen dress and female jewelry, signifying a crossing of cultures and genders norms that was accepted in their society. Um, okay. Then Native American, the two spirits, that's what I was speaking of. Traditionally, Native American two spirits referred to people who were female, uh, male, or intersexed and combined the traits unique to their status as two-spirited people along with activities and conventional, uh, with conventional male and female modern, um, oops, that's, that's gender roles. In many tribes, two spirits were considered neither men nor women, but occupied an alternative. 
distinct gender status. In certain tribes where two-spirit females and males were known as the same term, two-spirited status was a third gender. In other tribes, two-spirited females constituted a fourth gender and were referred to as uh, to with this with distinct term with a distinct term although they were key differences in the role two spirits has played across indigenous north american culture some common traits include spiritual sanctions same-sex relations gender variation and specialized work roles okay and this that's number two number three five genders in the java island tribes modern indonesian indonesia is a primary muslim country but pre-Islam, many tribes in Indonesia were, this is shocking news, pre, pre-Islam, uh, were open and flexible regarding gender and sexuality. With a population of 3 million, the Bugis are the largest ethnic group in South Sulawesi of Indonesia. Today, the Bugis, B-U-G-I-S, Bugis have converted to Islam, but Pre-Islamic Bugis rituals include unique views of sexuality and gender. The Bugis language features five different terms referencing distinct combinations of sex, gender, and sexuality. They are not exact translations, but they define the overall meaning of genders in the society. Thinking about gender as a spectrum, like how Kinsey defines sexuality, illustrates how gender is often a performance of our work, dress, and talk. So the language featured five different terms. Uh, Makurniral, a female woman, or Ani, a male man, a female man, a male woman, and a transgendered priest. Oh, <laughs> threw that one in for good measure. <laughs> um, uh, uh, homosexuality in classic Chinese literature which uh, composed Dream of the Red Chamber, composed by disposed nobleman Chao Ziquin. Chao Ziquin is one of the four greatest works of classic Chinese literature. I'm not up on classic Chinese literature. I'm sorry, but the epic chronicles the rise and fall of two great noble families and mirrors the realities and lies implicit in the upper class clan. One of the central characters known uh, characters, crown prince of the noble Gia family, famously has a homosexual affair that is presented as a fairly socially acceptable behavior. Nobody really bats an eyelash. The book is a great example of how criminalizing homosexuality is the result of post-communist China, a country where homosexuality up until recently has been fairly accepted and present in the noble classes, as long as you could still perform family duties like producing an heir. And then there's a Kabuki theater. I'm just gonna read them. Uh, there's just way too much. And then there's the Hajaras in India. What does it say about them? In Hindu society, no non-binary gender expression has played an important role in over, for over 2000 years. How about that? <laughs> and then uh, the next one, in southern Mexico, the Zotopic, Zapotec culture in southern Mexico uh, established a third gender that, that maintains the Zapotec language, traditional dress, and other cultural traditions less prevalent among the larger Zotopian community. So they had their own dress. Oh, my. And then moving on to um, Thailand, same with the uh, Southeast Asia, steeped in long history of sexual and gender polarity that remains today. How about that? Oh, and let us not forget the Greeks. <laughs> How could I not? From Hercules and Achilles to Apollo and Dionysus, I'm saying that wrong, most muscle-bound Greek heroes all, and all of the gods from ancient mythology took gay lovers. Um, it's it's a the term was a pedastry where an older man forms a daddy kind of relationship with a younger male was a common and somewhat accepted practice. Homosexuality was not stigmatized, and it has 
and it was not seen as detracting from masculinity. Hmm. Well, no. Well, that's interesting. And then ancient Egypt, queer love in ancient Egypt, discovered by archaeologists in 1964. Uh, the oldest pieces of evidence of queer li uh, lies to date. Two lovers lived and died some uh, sometime around the year 2380 BCE. Hmm. And they are depicted in the tomb in many of the uh, conventional ways heterosexual couples were illustrated in Egyptian funeral art. So, yeah. Then there's eunuchs in China and in the Middle East. Boy, this goes on and on. Same-sex relationships in ancient Africa. Before Western colonization, different African cultures were more accepting of different sexual gender attitudes or identities. There are many examples of, of erotic and non-erotic same-sex relationships in African history. And then we go down to Ghana, hmm, where they were colonized and uh, religion and Christianity changed everything. Okay. Big Sisters in the Forbidden Kingdom. Most literary accounts of homosexual relationships in China center around men, but Today, many scholars debate whether women enjoyed the same freedom to pursue their sexuality. Uh, yeah. And then only two more. Same-sex marriage in Mesopotamian. Mesopotamia. Oh, Mesopotamia. Hmm. I knew that. Situated in the Fertile Crescent, ancient Mesopotamia, is known as a cradle of civilization. Apparently, diversity in human sexuality has been there from the, from the cradle. Although modern-day Iraq likes to claim otherwise, the almanac uh, of incarnations, uh, incantations is a fundamental religious text from ancient times containing numerous spells and social codes. The, the prayers are favoring love between man, a man and a woman, and a man and a man equally. They don't want to, they're, they're trying to rewrite history there again. And then the number 15, the Queen Mazing Ma Bondi. Where the heck is that? <laughs> Queen, also known as female king, Nazing uh, Ma Bondi, 1583 to 1663, reigned over the kingdoms of Motambi and Nudong, Mudongo in the northern modern day. Angola, following the death of her brother and father. For, for four decades, she fought the Portuguese slave trade and is highly respected for her military brilliance, diplomatic tactics, and intelligence. Her sexual, sexual identity has long been cloudy, and there were various accounts pointing to female wives, heterosexual marriage, and a, a harem of effeminate men. Well, her flexible queer identity comes partially from her royal power and status. It also illustrates the reality of relationships between other African women. So, yeah. Oh, there's one more. I thought it was only 15, but there's 16. Homoerotic Persian poetry. Well, that's, that's it. That's enough of that. <laughs> anyway, so the point being, yes, there is a world of culture out there that has been not shared or of history and culture that's not been shared so clearly. And it seems lately that it's, it's getting a little more notoriety. And I find that refreshing, you know, history is not meant to be rewritten and it's not that it's people have to take responsibility for what happened in the past. It's that I, I do feel we have a responsibility to understand what happens in the past. So perhaps we don't make the same mistakes, just like overhauling a 327 Chevy or a 350 Chevy, if someone's done it before and knows the mistakes, you know, you might want to read about it and understand it before you overhaul the engine. Otherwise, you're going to blow it up, you know. So, but I digress. <laughs> I think it's time for a short music break. I've really been going on long here. I, typically, I, I, I take it a little, a little shorter. But uh, anyway, we'll take a short music break and be back on the other side. Thank you. 
There are girls just right for some kissing, and I mean to kiss me a few. Oh, those girls don't know what they're missing. I've got a lot of living to do. And there's wine already for tasting. And there's Cadillacs all shiny and new. Gotta move, cause time is wasting. There's such a lot of living to do. There's music to play, places to go and people to see. Everything for you and me. Life's a fall if only you know it, and it's all waiting for you. You're alive, so come on and show it. There's such a lot of living to do. I think that song needs a bit of an explanation. It, 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 the words are a bit sound a bit sexist, you know, a lot of women, you know, but it's the message I like to perceive out of it, that there is a lot of living to do. There's wine already for tasting. There's Cadillacs all shiny and new, but maybe it's a Tesla now, and maybe it's a vodka soda. I don't know, but whatever it is for you, there's a whole lot of living and Sammy Davis jr is the epitome of a whole lot of living because he did a whole lot of living as he said once uh in a roast he says you know folks there's not many neighborhoods i can move into being jewish and black <laughs> so, and he had one very very powerful advocate uh which uh we know as frank sinatra and uh so i'm dating myself i gotta get some i, I promise you next week i'm gonna have some feature some new up uh, and coming artists. Uh, and I've already had a little Nass, a uh, little overdone on him, but maybe uh, a couple new ones. I know there's, uh, I know there's, a, there's, uh, I know there's two others, but I, I, I don't know their names, but we'll, we'll, we'll do that next week. Okay. Now I'm going to play another song and, and I probably want to explain it a little bit too. Um, it's uh, three Italian, uh, three I th well, one, I, I know one of them is gay. That's why I'm doing it. But there's three Italian singers and somewhere along the line, someone posted on, this is how things can get so misconstrued, posted on Facebook that each was the son of a famous uh, singer. One was Pavarotti's son. One was um, uh, uh, Placid, Placido Domingo's son. And one, I forget who the third Italian uh, tenor was, but they aren't. They were three kids that were uh, 16, seven, 16 and 17, two 17 year olds and one 16 year old. And they were trying out for, uh, I guess Italy's got talent uh, or somewhere maybe, but they were trying out for it. And whoever was the promoter and the, and putting it together said, you know, 
he met them individually and said, you know, you guys, I have th maybe this, the three of you should work together. And so they did and uh, they become Il Volo. And lately there's, there's not as, as much notoriety, but I did see them perform uh, up in LA and there it's just such good energy. And it's such a good love song that I want to play for you. Cause I, 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 it's oh solo me. Oh, my love. And uh, that's what we need in this world is more love, less hate. Dang it. More love, less hate. So as they say in TV, without any further ado, here is El Volo. this we're back to on this day in history <laughs> i just got i got a little distracted there um myself so I, I i read this at one in the morning getting prepared i thought this is great i can't wait so, so this is on this day in history july 17th which is today and i should say once more this is kxfm 104.7 laguna beach's uh, independent radio station uh, serving all of Laguna Beach and all of the world. And uh, if you missed my announcement earlier, there's music in the park at the Festival Arts tomorrow at 1 p.m., uh, $15 admission free if you're local, and it's sponsored by Compass Realty and uh, Chris Tebbett. We love you, Chris, and thank you for your support. And uh, this is, um, it's, um, 
reggae, Caribbean or Caribbean. I don't know. Depends who you talk to. <laughs> reggae. Anyway, it always has a nice beat. But here, back to my interesting news. Well, first, in 1968, the Wall Street Journal publishes an article that U.S. homosexuals gain in trying to persuade society to accept them. Well, the journal? I don't know. I didn't know that was business. But anyway, that's what they said. Now, here's a cool one. In 1982, recent history, Queen Elizabeth's personal bodyguard, 50-year-old Commander Michael Trissal, is forced to resign after British newspapers reveal he is gay, and he's been involved in long-term relationships with male prostitute with a male prostitute. Later, reports service surfaced that Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, what a battle axe! Uh, sorry, I have my opinion there again. What I wanted to make gays in the palace a public issue until the queen allegedly summoned her to Buckingham Palace and told her to mind her own business. <laughs> we love you, Queen <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. We love you. <laughs> oh, so that's my laugh of the day. We have to have a few laughs along the way. Oh, and uh, tomorrow on this day in history, in 1966, around 25 people picket people picket Compton's cafeteria in San Francisco when new management begins using Pinkerton agents and police to harass gay and transgendered customers. Well, at least they didn't sell T-shirts that said those horrible things. <laughs> And in 1992, uh, congregations of the Lutheran Church, both in San Francisco, were suspended for having ordained gay and lesbian pastors. Well, that's changed for now. That's 1990, so what's that? That's a long while ago. Then I found on this day in history an, 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 uh, a longer version. <laughs> um on this day in history, Rhode Island becomes the second state in the country to ban discrimination on transsexuals, tra cross-dressers. In 2004, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger of California refuses to apologize to gays for using the word girly man to describe his political foes. In 2005, in Iran, Iran Iranian gay youths, Mohammed Asghari, 16, and Azal Mahorni, 18, are publicly hanged in the town square of Mashiad in northeastern Iran. That's lovely. Just lovely. Okay, July 20th, which would be Monday, in 1918, oh, wow, we're going way back. In 1845, in Paris, a mob attacks a group of about 50 men arrested by police in the sweep of the Tuileries Gardens. I'm saying that wrong. Tuileries Gardens, a popular cruising area. In 1951, uh, missions and purposes of the Medicine Society are ratified under a California corporation. That's good news. In 1981, despite having privately acknowledged her bisexuality, the officials from the Immigration and Naturalization Service, Czechoslovakian-born tennis champion Martina Navratilova, is finally granted U.S. Citizen, citizenship six years after she defected. Imagine if you had been a celebrity, it's probably 20 years. Uh, I'm being negative. I'll pull that back. In 1983, the House uh, votes 420 to 3 to censure representatives Gary E. Studs, Democrat of Massachusetts, and Daniel B. Crane, Republican, for sexual misconduct with House pages. Studs later reads uh, report reporters a statement saying that his censure was not warranted, his affair with the page was private and mutually voluntarily, voluntary. He adds that he hopes to emerge from the present situation a wiser and more tolerant and more complete human being. The censure strips studs of his chairmanship of the Coast Guard and the Navigation Subcommittee. We are here to repair the integrity of the United States. The House of Representatives proclaims Newt Gingrich. Yeah. We could, we could uh, repair it with some other move there. Okay, let's see. Uh, in 1984, uh, a 40-year-old San Francisco John O'Connell, excuse me, is murdered. 
and another man injured when five men, all in their late teens or early 20s, drive into the city from nearby Vallejo looking to beat up some fags. The murders are released in 1990 after serving only four years of their 15-year to life terms. So I guess gay life is, I quit my negativity. 2005, a bill, the C-38, receives royal assent legalizing same-sex marriage in Canada. The first same-sex couple to receive a marriage license under the new law is a couple from Alberta. How about that? That's good news. <laughs> All right. Nineteen uh, in, in July 21, I think this will be the last one. I'm running out of time here, and I'm going to the last on this day in history. In 1980, 32-year-old Italian Enzo Franco, Francone in Moscow for the Summer Olympics chains himself to a fence in Red Square to protest Soviet persecution of homosexuals. With Western journalists looking on, a group of KGB Officers moves in and drags Raccoon away. I tried to look up where what happened to him anymore. It's like there's no nothing, there's no information. He's gone. No more. In 1981, George Hamilton plays the twin roles of Diego, Don Diego Vega, and his uh, lookalike gay brother Bunny Wigglesworth in a new farce Zorro, the gay blade, which is roundly panned by critics. In 1988, Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis officially becomes a Democratic candidate for the president of the party, uh, party's convention in San Francisco. In his acceptance speech, he calls AIDS the greatest public health emergency of our lifetime and a disease that must be conquered. Uh, that was Michael Dukakis. Okay. So I will be back next week, and um, I'm going to send out a, a message to everyone so you can participate in my show if you want to on Zoom. And I'm going to give you all the information. It's the same Zoom that I've sent all along, but I'm going to remind everyone that's available because it'd be nice to have some company once in a while. I mean, it's lonely here. KXFM. <laughs> not, not necessarily. I have lots of good friends here. Like the next, the next one coming in to replace me, uh, the May, <laughs> here shortly. So anyway, thanks for tuning in on KXFM 104.7. I, we love you, and uh, we're going to get back to some music here. We do. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next week. Same place, same location. It's all good. <laughs>